Hello, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the Print Life Podcast. This week, we're going to continue with our Design Path series and chat a little bit about the option of forming a independent, boutique, or brick-and-mortar print studio to sell artwork to apparel brands and manufacturers. You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. I'm not even really sure anymore what year it was, but I was at the LA Textile Design Show for the first time. And I was walking around with the boss that I was working with at the time. I believe it was in sleepwear. And I was just walking the floor, looking around at all the studios that were attending. And I saw this booth off in the corner and there was a girl sitting there with a stack of prints in front of her, just one pile. And the booth was pretty empty and she was just sitting there with the biggest smile on her face. And I went over and I asked to see her work and I looked at the prints she had and they were from kind of the homeware markets, but super retro vibes, really cool prints. And I asked her, I said, are, are these yours? And she said, yeah. I said, are, are you a studio? And I was just confused because I didn't know much about print design studios at this moment in time. I knew a little bit about them and being at my first trade show that had a lot of print design studios in attendance. I mean, like Robert Kaufman, I believe Longina Phillips. There were a lot of big studios there where you walk by and they have the big banners and three people, three salespeople uh, working the booth and there's just rolls and fabric everywhere and takeaways and treats and all these things. And here's this booth with this girl. And I said, I was just so inspired and moved seeing her there all on her own, representing her own stuff. And I just loved her stuff. And I was so moved by her that I thought, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that one day. And I'm not even sure that I necessarily told her um, that I thought that that day and that she inspired me. Um, Because there there are always a lot of drivers and a lot of inspirations and a lot of moving parts when we decide to go after these big dreams. And she was definitely a part of that. And I didn't know anything about how she had done it or how do you get a booth? How much did it cost? How much work do you have to show up with? All I knew is that she showed up. She showed up with her stack of work and just smiling away. And it was really inspiring. And the first time I attended a trade show as a studio, I also showed up in my own way as best I could with the financial resources available to me at the time and printed everything to paper, hung it up on hangers and put it in our booth. When you say print design studio, especially in our field, the term studio gets thrown around quite a bit. 
And back when I used to speak um, on trends and trend forecasting at FITM for a friend's classroom, I always said, you know, be careful when you're naming your business to leave out the word studio to avoid, you know, confusing the clients. Because when a client hears studio, they're assuming you're going to fly to them, you're going to show them a big suitcase full of about 300 designs, and you know, you have multiple designers and maybe you have a brick and mortar, maybe you're going to attend shows. And then I realized, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because you can be all different size of a studio. As long as you're clear with your clients up front, how you can serve them and in what capacity, it's always good to be, you know, really transparent with our audience and with our clients. So I started thinking about, well, if I wanted to be a studio, do I have to have a brick and mortar and a design team and a sales team and, you know, this expensive mortgage and somebody to answer the phones and, you know, crank out 300 new prints a week and spend, you know, a few thousand dollars a month printing to fabric and get headers and attend all of the shows all year long and just drive this business constantly, right? And that didn't sound appealing to me. So, when you talk about the idea of becoming a studio, of forming a creative studio as a surface pattern and print designer in the fashion industry, you really want to start with asking yourself, number one, what size studio do you want? There are independent studios is what I call them. And that's when it's just, it's a solo run studio. And a majority of the work that you show is your own work. And in those cases, often your studio name is your name. Then you have a boutique design studio. Boutique design studios are not quite as big as a regular, you know, brick and mortar, large team print design studio, but often have consignment teams. So for example, White Buffalo Studio is a boutique print design studio. And I work with anywhere from 10 to 20 designers at one time. And I try and keep it closer to 10 than 20, but sometimes people filter in and out, and you want to make sure that you you have enough designers working with you. So that's an option. Or if you want the full-on proper brick-and-mortar print design studio with computers and a design team, and you can keep your inventory on hand, and you have a sales team, and you're shipping your collection all over, and you're cranking out that work, and you have this beautiful energy in a studio where everybody is coming every day and showing up to be creative. And those are kind of some of the things that I missed out on by being a boutique studio, but I did get a little bit of that when I would show the collections to the clients myself because I was my own salesperson for a long while there. So those are kind of the three options available to you. Now we're going to get into kind of a little bit more of the nitty gritty of each option and then kind of the pros and cons of each route so that you can begin to consider what, what might be a good fit for you. And if you're a freelancer or you're an independent contractor wanting to work with a studio, this will better help you decide how you want to work with a studio as well. So let's start off with talking about the big brick and mortar proper design studio. So this is something that I initially did want and then moved away from it, mainly for the purpose of, you know, if this is all going to go back to what is it do you want from your business? And for me, being home when my 
I knew I was going to want to have a family and being able to be home when they get home from school, being able to take time off in the summer, take time off during the holidays, be flexible, travel, make my own rules. I really wanted freedom, not only in decision making, but creative freedom, freedom about deciding whether or not we were going to attend shows, freedom in the scheduling by not having a team and overhead. I'm able to give myself more freedom if I want to take time off because I'm not worried about, you know, showing up somewhere and making sure everything's working okay and making sure that, you know, we can pay the rent in our space or the mortgage in our space plus a bunch of salaries. Um, It just felt a little bigger than I personally wanted, although it did sound very exciting and tempting. I decided against it. I did, however, start looking at spaces downtown LA and found some really beautiful spaces that I almost jumped on. And there was something inside of me that as exciting as it feels to walk into this amazing space with brick, brick walls and these beautiful floors and all this light coming in and these huge windows and you can see it. You can hear the buzz of the creative space. You can feel the creative energy. You can see where people would be seated but something just didn't feel aligned for me. But if you're the kind of person who can envision yourself running a space, hiring and training people to run the space the way that you would want it run, if you are an entrepreneur at heart and you see the idea of coming in and really putting in the work to make things function so that you can see consistent growth and you have pretty strong brand and some clients already perhaps in place. You have some of the financial backing on the front end to get things started. You love the idea of having a a design team in-house and working with your clients in this way where you're providing very specific artwork to very specific client base and really showing up the way that you want to show up in the industry and that really excites you to have a physical location where clients can come look at work. You have this sort of branded environment and you're inspiring designers and if this all feels like something you would really want to take charge of and implement and really see what you can do you are comfortable with the idea of being in charge of operations and managing a team and getting the right positions in place because that would really be largely dependent upon you having a very clear vision and having the right systems and operations in mind, knowing who to hire, where you need to put who, and that you can actually get this thing moving in a way where then you could step back and it's functioning without you, and then you can put yourself into the role that you want within the business. If this sounds exciting for you, having a brick and mortar, having a physical print design studio might be a really beautiful option. It's definitely a long-term, you're in it for the long haul option. And there'll always be a piece of me that will wonder what that might've looked like, because that sounds really exciting, but I do believe it takes a special person and it takes commitment and it takes financial support and time investment on the front end to get things working properly so that your studio can be consistent enough to kind of stand the test of time. Next, we're going to talk about the boutique print design studio route. 
This is ultimately the route that ended up being perfect for me. And I don't know that they were ever called boutique print design studios. It's kind of a term I coined um, because I got tired of calling my business small. So instead of saying I'm a small studio, um, I called it a boutique print design studio because that's exactly what we are. A boutique is typically a smaller version of a larger store. It carries fewer brands and a more curated, more branded selection of items in most cases, which is what I think we really can offer our clients in working with a smaller studio. We're not trying to chase every single trend. We're not cranking out, you know, a hundred prints a week. We're not working with all of the markets. We're working with a handful of markets. We're very focused, very intentional, and we like to curate groups of prints that work really well for the clients that we have. So rather than focusing on growth in terms of getting more clients, we're trying to serve the small list of clients that we have as best we can. And in my opinion, that's exactly what a boutique is. Um, if you're ever shopping and you go to a smaller shopping area, one of my favorite places to go um, is in Malibu at the Lumberyard. It's a, it's a selection of boutiques and you can just walk around and shop a lot of really small, um, small specialty stores, boutiques, and the selections there are really curated and specifically to the clientele that lives there. And you always know what to expect. It's very branded. It's very thoughtful. And oftentimes the price point is higher, which isn't necessarily the case with a boutique print design studio. However, because we are more focused on the clients that we do have and the very specific markets that we deal with, we're able to kind of become a specialist in a smaller area, whereas larger studios is where you would go if they're, if you're looking for volume, if you're looking for a lot of different trends, a lot of different options, and you know that they serve a, like a very big client base and that they're going to have a lot available to you. So it really depends on the type of clients you have and what they're looking for. And you'll always find the same thing that I tell my freelance designers that we work with in the membership or I work with one-on-one -on -one is the same way I handle my print studio, which is have a focused approach, be very intentional about the creative direction so that it aligns to the end users. And we are always putting our clients at the center of every choice we make. We don't just put prints together based on trends. We don't just put prints together based on whatever we're feeling like doing that week. We're very intentional with our creative direction. We're intentional about which designers we work with. And the designers that I say yes to usually have a portfolio that is feeling in alignment to the clients that we already serve. And the designers that we say no thank you to are typically designers that just are not aligned to our client base. It's nothing against their specific designs or them as a designer at all. It really is about the fact that we're a boutique studio and we have a, a much smaller client base than a large studio would. Um, our team is all dealt with on consignment, meaning they provide work to us after being given direction and we show the work on their behalf. If the work sells, 
they then get paid. If the work does not sell after a specific amount of time, usually about six months to a year, they can have that work back and show it elsewhere. So it's a nice flow for the designer as well as for the boutique print studio owner. It gives a little bit more flexibility, not only to the owner, but to the designers in that they are able to kind of get their feet wet in the industry, see what they like, work with the design brief, and then take the work back and show it on other platforms or show it with other studios if it doesn't sell with us um, within those first six months to a year. Having a boutique print design studio has been pretty amazing. Not only do I get to work from home, I get to make my own hours, I do all the creative direction, but it's it's been really beautiful in the sense that I can keep it as small or grow it as big as I'd like. And it all depends on how much you wanna put into it. And as soon as 2020 hit, I was able to try some other things, expand in some new directions, and kind of grow out the business in a really unique way that wouldn't have been available to me if I had been running my studio any other way. So because everybody was on consignment, because I was able to make creative choices and decide to stop printing the fabric and decide to halt all designs moving forward, I was able to think about other ways we can move the business forward. I started um, the print life. I started um, the membership and the courses and all of the things that I do now because I had the flexibility to expand in different directions. And that might not have been the case if I were a brick and mortar. I'd be worried about overhead. I'd be worried about my employees and how am I going to pay them and what are we going to do? What does this mean for my business? And I felt very lucky in that moment that my business model is the way that it is and decided to go full digital, which it was completely within my power to do so because it's my boutique print design studio. And if I would have been working with a partner or if I would have been a larger studio, I may have um, had a little bit of pushback to some of the choices that I've made over the last couple years that I believe have been for the better, for the better of my studio and the designers that we work with. Being a boutique print design studio means that we can kind of make our own choices. So for my studio specifically, to give you some of the details about how we run things, I give creative direction to our design team. They submit work. I look at the work and begin to prep it for our online store, whether that's making mock-ups or color changes or creating email marketing campaigns based around some of the trends. I am able to reach out to clients that I might like to work with that I think are a good fit and try and get them on our email list. We do cold email marketing um, reaching out on LinkedIn and things of that nature. And all the designers I work with are on consignment. So after a certain number of designs come in, if I'm not really thinking it's a great fit, I can just let them know. And if they've submitted for six months or so and we're not seeing any sales, they can decide to move on or they can continue to design with us. Working with the studio on consignment is a really great way to explore opportunities, to explore different markets, what kind of feedback you're getting. If you make a sale, it's very beneficial to find out what market the print sold to, kind of lets you know what kind of market you could be focusing on to increase your sales. 
Um, it's just a really great way to get your feet wet and to begin designing in a different way with a design brief, with a studio, and to know that you're getting that work back if it doesn't sell and that you'll have the opportunity to sell it one more time. For me as a studio owner, my overhead is very minimal, especially now that we do not print to fabric. My only overhead would be the Adobe Suite, you know, Dropbox, Flowdesk, kind of the marketing side of things is where we're spending. And then if we were to attend trade shows, that would be an additional expense. For a while there, I was working with a print agent who was attending shows on our behalf, which I think works really well for a studio of my size because they can take several collections and represent several studios at once. And I was perfectly happy with that. And that worked out pretty well for us. Now speaking to the independent studio. Now, this is for those of you who are interested in going the studio route. This is the perfect way to go if you do not want to stop designing. If you want to be the designer and the creative and manage the business, do the marketing, well, maybe you hire help to do the marketing, um, the accounting, maybe you hire help to do the accounting. But if you want your designs to be the actual brand and the studio's vibe is your style, your artwork. Being an independent studio is really the way to go because you are the only one designing. And in these cases, typically the name of the studio is your name. And this is a really great way to build brand as yourself and also work with reps and agents. So you kind of get the best of both worlds without having to turn out so many designs. Whereas a larger studio may have to show, you know, three or 400 new prints a month. A boutique studio probably shows one to 200 new prints a month. And then an independent would probably be about 50 prints a month or less, depending on how many clients you have on your list and how many different channels you are putting your work through. Different channels, meaning maybe you do 20 prints to your own email marketing list. And then after you either get bites on that work or not, then you hand it off to a studio. Then maybe after the studio has it for six months, they give it back to you and you put it on a different platform. So whatever your flow is with your work, being an independent really allows you a lot of flexibility and freedom to do what you want to do and to build brand under your own name and to filter your work through any channels that you might want to filter your work through. There's a lot of flexibility here, and I would say that being an independent studio is a really good fit for a freelance designer who really wants the flexibility of being the designer, also being the creative director, also getting to decide who you want your clients to be, who you want to be reaching out to, what those marketing emails are going to look like, what your brand looks like. Uh, where you want to hire help and where you want to do things on your own. It also gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of wanting to try new things and see what sticks. Maybe you want to sell exclusive and non-exclusive and licensing. And the way that you channel your work is to try to sell it as an exclusive first. Then what doesn't sell, you try to sell as a non-exclusive, and then you have a special collection that you're trying to license. Whatever the case may be, when you're not beholden to a team or to a partner or to um, you know, a company or however big a studio can become, when you're not beholden to those people, you're able to do the things that you want to do in the way that you want to do them. It gives you a lot of creative freedom 
and a lot more control over your personal brand and building the potential to do a lot more with the artwork that you create than just the one thing. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. If you want to learn more about what I think is the number one key to finding your unique place in the industry, finding your unique clients, and creating a sustainable business that has buyers coming back to you again and again, head on over to whitebuffalostudio.com forward slash free training. See you next time.